Today, I am so excited to have Greta Eskridge, author of Adventuring Together, How to Create Connections and Make Lasting Memories with Your Kids, and 100 Days of Adventure, Nature Activities, Creative Projects, and Field Trips for Every Season. When it comes to adventuring with our kids, we sometimes don't even know where to start. Greta and I will be discussing her journey with her own kids, how accountability can help, and how relationships are formed when we prioritize adventuring above other things that sometimes want to jump in the way. We'll be diving into her new book, which is full of amazing ideas for adventuring with your kids. Overall, every time I chat with Greta and read her books, I feel like my definition of what adventuring can be grows and starts to include things that I had never even thought of before. Thanks for joining us today as we chat about all things adventure-related. Thanks so much for coming on today, Greta. I'm really glad to be here. How are you doing? How's everything going for you right now? It's good. It's busy. I actually just went to the doctor with my youngest son. He broke his wrist. (laughs) Got a cast on this morning. So it's always an adventure. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Oh, no. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, it is always an adventure. (laughs) Yeah, there's never a dull moment. There's always something going on. I do think the last time that you were on here, we were at the beginning of the start of COVID. So it's mm-hmm. been a little bit. Yeah. A lot has a lot has happened since then, huh? It has. It has. Well, I'm happy to have you back. And if you want to just kick us off and tell us a little bit more about yourself, how many kids you have, where you live, maybe, you know, your favorite place you've traveled before. Sure. So uh, I live in Southern California with my husband. We're just getting ready to celebrate 25 years of marriage um, in June. So that's really exciting. And we have four kids. They are 18, 16, 14, and 11. And um, three sons, one daughter. My daughter is the 14-year-old. And we are a homeschooling family. We've homeschooled all of our kids from the very beginning. I was homeschooled myself, so I'm a second-generation homeschooler, which gives me just a great amount of joy. And um, I'm also a writer and a speaker and um, a nature lover, book reader, coffee drinker, (laughs) you know, the (laughs) huge. Yeah, all of it. That's awesome. Do you have a favorite place that you have adventure gone to? Oh, man, it's very, very hard to choose. And um, I would say um, of all the the places I've visited in the world, um, probably the place that I have found to be the most stunning was Switzerland. And I dream of going back there. It's just astonishingly beautiful and such a fun place to just hike and be in nature, which if I'm traveling, that's my number one goal food, good food being second, and they have stunning nature and great food. So it's, it's a win. That's amazing. I can relate to all of it because on Instagram, I just, I see Switzerland constantly and I'm always saving all the videos and all the pictures and it's so amazing. It's so beautiful. Yeah. My, um, when my husband and I, before we had kids, I was a high school teacher and he was in grad school. And so we had summers off and we planned, um, a 
a trip to Europe for like a month. We backpacked mm-hmm. around and I really wanted to go to Switzerland. I had already been and I wanted him to go. And he was not like that enthusiastic. And I was like, you have to trust me. It'll blow your mind. And then we went and he was like, okay, you're right. <laughs> it just looks amazing. I would yeah. love to take that trip at some point. And how great that you were able to do that before kids and you could yes. spend a month and, and all yes. that. That's amazing. It was a special time. So now now we just travel in the U.S., but we dream of going back to Europe at some point. That's awesome. Well, in our last interview, we spoke a lot about your first book, Adventuring Together. And in it, I just loved how genuine and real you were in regard to how it can sometimes be a struggle to know mm-hmm. where to start when it comes yeah. to adventuring. But you just had a longing in your heart to do it, and you just started stepping out and trying new things. And in the book, you said, I knew I needed to be intentional about this from the beginning. So I wanted to ask you, because I I talk to moms all the time and they're like, I want to do it, but I don't know how to do it. So what does being intentional about adventuring look like for you? Do you plan it out? Is it more spontaneous? What does it look like for you on a day-to-day or a weekly basis? Well, um, it has definitely changed over time. When I first began to intentionally adventure like once a week, my kids were five, three, and one. And so it was not spontaneous. Um, it was like, we were packing backpacks the night before and, um, had a place picked out. Most of the time I was going with friends at first, it was just me, but I quickly realized, well, I loved that. It was better for everybody. If there were friends along better for me, if my friends were along better, if, my kids' friends were along because we had made it part of our school, our school days. So it was a once a week thing and my husband was at work, so he wasn't coming on those. And and so it was a planned outing with my adventure friends. And it definitely, as I grew more confident, then spontaneity could occur. But in the beginning, it was something that we planned for and packed for and Mm -hmm. We, you know, we had scheduled on the calendar and that really made it happen because I think, especially when my kids were little, if I were to just leave it up to if I felt like it or if we found the time, it would be so easy for it not to happen. It does have to be on the calendar. <laughs> I found that whenever I put things on the calendar, I'm, I'm really big on checking things off. Mm-hmm. So if I, if it's just sitting up there and it doesn't happen, that also bothers me. So the fact that it's on there, I'm like, we're doing this. Like we have a plan yeah. now, especially if you involve other people yes. then you have accountability. Yes. Accountability yes. is huge. And, and I think that it's very easy for us to, um, to feel like getting out and venturing with our kids doesn't matter as much. Like it's not a real, um, activity and, and other things are more important. So we're like, oh, I'm so behind on the laundry or the kids really um, need to do, you know, their math this week and we're behind on that. Or um, I didn't get, you know, dinner in the crock pot. I just don't think we can go. And because we feel like those other things are more important, but I always like to remember parents that the adventure isn't the most important thing here. The adventure is our vehicle to get to the most important thing, which is our goal of creating connection. And so, yes, if simply adventuring is your your goal, 
Well, then maybe there are other things that are more important. But if you recognize that your goal is to create meaningful and lasting connections with your kids and adventure is the vehicle to get you there, then suddenly that adventure does take precedence over the laundry because the laundry is always going to be there. You can have sandwiches for dinner if you didn't get it in the crock pot. But those opportunities you have to create meaningful and lasting connections with your kids, those are fleeting. And so you need to capitalize on them. I think having that mindset for me really helped. I love that. Yeah. It makes it a priority whenever you're looking at it in a relational way versus, you know, like you said, if it's just a task. Um, And I am guilty of that, of thinking, but we didn't get our math done and we didn't do this and I have piles of laundry to do. And the times that I actually choose the adventure over that, mm-hmm. I it's just so much more fulfilling. And I'm creating a relationship with my girls and conversations that we wouldn't have had versus if I was doing laundry. Those conversations I had, even doing simple little adventures or even just, you know, we'll get to it. But some of the things in your book are very simple and doable things that mm-hmm. create such a um, really great conversation opportunities. So I love that. Going back to your first book, I loved when you said, I thought of the things that filled me and listened. My soul longed for fresh air, nature, and room for my boys to run. As a stay-at-home mom of young kids, I wanted to explore and see new places, even if it just meant heading to the very next town. And I wanted to introduce my kids to the joy of discovery and the delight of wondering what was waiting for us around the bend. More than anything, I wanted to be with my kids in a way that invited connection and memory making. Recalling my own childhood, I knew a surefire way to build connection was to get away from our everyday world and routine to do something new. One day I decided it was time. I loaded everyone in the minivan and we headed out in search of our first adventure together. You identified the things you loved and you took those first steps. And when I was reading that, I was like, oh, and you just have to do it. You just have to go yeah. and, and just take those first steps. How did you feel when you first started jumping into these different types of activities with your kids in tow? I think at first I was really confident and like, hey, I can totally do this. This is no one's going to tell me I can't. Um, I, I, I'm a little bit rebellious. I'm definitely <laughs> independent. And um And I knew like, it wasn't like I was setting off on a camping trip, you know, out in the wilderness, we were just going like hiking at a, you know, a wilderness park or even a nature center. So they weren't like over the top uh, adventures. And so they felt doable for me. I think I wanted to get to the point where I could do that, but I needed to build up my own confidence. I needed to build up my husband's confidence. Um, And I hadn't gone on a lot of solo adventures, like not solo big adventures. And so I needed to build, work my way up to it. And so I felt confident, like I can do small adventures us together. And in the book, I mentioned on that first one, um, we were hiking and, um, it was, it was a more remote trail. And, um, you started by having to check in with the visitor center because they needed to know who was on the trail. And, you know, if they didn't come back, I, as we were hiking, like it sounded like there were a million rattlesnakes around us. And I knew it was just bugs that sounded that way, but it still felt eerie. We were the only ones, you know, I had a baby on my back and, um, 
we were the only ones on the trail and it was getting nearer towards dusk. And then we saw a coyote, which I'm not afraid of coyotes. I grew up around coyotes, but it still was like, okay, well, if there are coyotes out here and they feel comfortable being near us, there could be mountain lions. And that made me feel nervous. And so it was learning to be like, okay, I can go adventure with my kids, but I also have to be wise and um, learning how to push myself and grow and face fears, but also be responsible because I was taking um, three little kids out <laughs> right. and we needed to do it in a way that was safe. And so um, finding that balance has been years in the making and uh, I'm still growing and still learning. I'm really glad for the times that we pushed through when it was hard or scary and um, I've also, I'm also glad for the times that um, nothing bad happened when he made some <laughs> foolhardy decisions. <laughs> right. We had one of those moments not too long ago. We went hiking and I don't know what, what happened, but we took a wrong turn and then mm -hmm. we didn't see the trail markers anymore. And we had our three girls with us and all of a sudden our two mile hike turned into about a seven or eight mile hike. Wow. And it was getting dark. And, you know, when you're in the woods, it's even darker. And then it started yes. raining. And we realized this is not the right trail as we're trying to like climb up walls and we're kind of falling in the mud. And my husband's holding our, I guess she was like three at the time. It, it was not okay. And I, and I was trying to play it cool, you know, because I have my girls oh. with me and I'm like, everything's good. It's good. It's good. And um, as we're just kind of hauling through the woods, because I'm starting to think, are we going to stay here overnight? <laughs> like, do I need to think right. about camping here? Because it wasn't one of the places that when you go in, they check in to make sure you went in. <laughs> so, um, but however, we made it out, obviously. And it was one of those things that we laugh really hard about now. And it's a good story. And I think yeah. sometimes with when you get into those spots and different things that kind of take you outside of your comfort zone, you really create some really fun memories that yeah. maybe weren't so fun in the moment, but later are really funny to tell. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We always say it will make a great story later. That's one of our family sayings for when things go wrong, whether they're hard or just um, not expected. We say it'll make a great story later. And it always does. It really always does. And that is helpful in the moment. And it's certainly helpful afterwards. Right. You remember the past times where you got through it and it was okay. Yes. <laughs> you made it. Yeah. So I'd like to go ahead and start talking about your new book, which I'm super excited about it. I got it the other day, probably a week or two ago, and I have just loved just looking through it. I took it to a girls retreat this weekend and I handed the book to one of my friends and her first response was, oh, this feels so nice. It's such a nice book and it's so beautiful the way it's all designed and I just love all the ideas in it. But we're going to touch on a few of those. But first, I wanted to know what inspired you to write a children's book. Well, I've wanted to write a kid's book since I was a kid. So it was really a dream come true. And um, I love the idea of it working together with my first book because I feel like my first book is a book for parents to read and invite their kids into adventure and connection. And then this book felt like a book for kids to read and 
they would invite their parents into adventure and connection. And so I love the way that those two could work hand in hand um, because I didn't want it to be a book that parents could just hand to their kids as an activity book and be like, hey, here you go, stay busy and out of my hair. Instead, um, some of the activities are activities specifically chosen or designed to be relational. And they're designed for a kid to say, mom, dad, friend, big brother, um, grandma, I need you to do this with me because to me, it's always about relationship. And so, um, it's just filled with things that I loved. I tried to channel my inner, you know, nine-year-old when I wrote it and things that I loved doing when I was a kid or things that I wish I could have done when I was a kid. Um, all the snow adventures are things that I didn't get to do as a child. I grew up in Southern California. Um, so there are things that I was like, oh man, this would be so fun. And um, some of them are ideas my kids uh, submitted. They're like, hey, you need more. My daughter's like, you need more art. Uh, my big boys were like, you need more like um, things for adventuring and outdooring. And they wanted kids to learn how to tie knots. And um, so there were, uh, it was a group project and definitely things that I, I, loved doing as a kid and things that I thought other kids would like. But the biggest piece is really to create connection. Yeah, I love that because so many different books that I've come across are, they're wonderful in their own way, but they have lists of activities and things to do that don't really seem like something that you would do with a parent or a grandparent. Mm -hmm. It's something that seems beautiful in a way, but also like you said, here, here's an activity. You go do this while I do this. Um, yeah. I just love how this is just more about relationships. As I was reading it, I was like, oh, my girls would love this. Like this would be so much fun, but not only fun for them, fun for me. Like this mm -hmm. would be so much fun for all of us to do together. So I love that about it. And whenever I was reading it and going through it, I was wanting to ask you on a personal note, what does adventurous things do for you? Like for your soul? Like, does it, do you feel revived? Like, what does it do for you? Definitely fills me up with a lot of joy. And I think like when I look back at myself as a, a young mom with a lot of little kids, that was what drove me to connect with my kids through adventure in the first place, because I love traveling. I love exploring. I love seeing and doing new things. And um, a lot of times I felt trapped, not because I didn't love being with my kids, but just we were home and every day was the same. And I was just like, I need, I need to get out of the four walls of this house. I need to get out of the nap schedule and everything. We have snack at the same time, nap at the same time. I clean, sweep up the crumbs, pick up the toys, you know, everything was the same. And that's good because kids need routine, but sometimes I needed us to break free from that. And so just like the part that you read where I said, even if it was just going to visit the next town over, mm -hmm. that was an adventure and that filled me up and um, allowed me to break free of that focus more on the routine, focus more on getting things done, and instead focus more on my kids. And so it filled me up, but it also created space for me to just focus on how much I loved being with them and how much uh, 
I loved having fun with them instead of thinking, oh, I've got to get this done, which when I was home perpetually, that would become my focus instead of the kids being the focus. I recently told my husband the same thing. I was like, if I'm in our home, it's also my work area. So everything I see, I'm like, I want to do this with the girls, but I need to get this done still because I'm still in my work environment, so to speak. And so it's very distracting. But if you take yourself outside of that environment, it's a lot easier to focus on them and the, and what, you know, creating that relationship and doing that adventure that you have planned or not planned. If it's, you know, if you're spontaneous. Right. I kind of think of it like, how it's so important to date your spouse, to get out of your routine with your spouse and date or go away for a weekend. Like that is so rejuvenating and you have time to really focus on each other and how much you love each other and want to be with each other. And it that's how I felt about adventuring with my kids. It gave me the chance to break free of our regular routine and the the things that just became like, this is what we have to do every day to look at them and look at our relationship with fresh eyes and just mm-hmm. be like, oh, I love being with you. You are so fun. Yeah, let's try that. Let's do that. And so it's just as important to, to do that with our spouse as it is with our kids. Like we need, we need to do that. We have to break out of the confines of our schedule. Yes, schedules and routines are so important. The the tasks that are at home and for school and for work, those are important. But also intentionally pursuing relationship is important. And so for me, um, I just needed to carve out time regularly where we did that. Yeah, I love that. And I love that you pointed out the similarity with your kids as your spouse, just the need to break away. And it doesn't have to be big. It could be very simple, you know, going to the next Mm -hmm. town or going and getting, you know, ice cream, just doing something very Mm -hmm. simple. It doesn't have to be super challenging. So are some of the activities that are in the book, are these things that you actually have done with your own kids as they grew up? Yeah, a lot of them are um, things that we've done together. And then some, like I said, the the hardest section, because the book is broken into four seasons because I felt like I didn't, I needed some kind of order. It was like a hundred adventures. I was like, oh, that's a lot. Um, How do I come up with a hundred adventures? So breaking it up into seasons also felt manageable for any parent who was like, oh, hundred adventures. That's a lot, but 25, you know, in a season we could pick out, um, you know, a handful of those and that feels doable. And then you could revisit it, you know, the next year and pick out the ones that you didn't do. So the hardest one to write was winter, because as I said, I live in Southern California and we just don't get much traditional winter here. Um, so there were some things on there that that I said, like snow camping. Um, that's something that I would love to try and I hadn't. And so I researched how to do it and wrote about it in the hopes that kids who maybe live somewhere where it snows or a family that's like, hey, we're going to make this happen, that they would that they would do it. So yeah, some that. we've done, others we dream of doing. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I loved how you had it categorized based on season. 
I was like, what a brilliant idea. Because it's like you said, if you just have a whole book full of a hundred different activities, it's a little overwhelming, Mm -hmm. but I just pick it up and I'm like, okay, we're in this season. And you know, then you can pick depending on obviously where you live. I liked how Mm -hmm. you really varied things depending on, like you said, you, you know, with the snow, maybe you don't have that where you are just different climates and things. I just, I love that. And then also including things that, you know, maybe your child's emotional state isn't up for that thing that day. Maybe it's better to do something at home that day, but you can still adventure at home as well. Yeah. It was really important for me to include things like, of course, our first, the first thing that comes to mind for most of us, when we talk about adventure is being outdoors, you know, camping, backpacking, getting your hiking boots on. Um, But for me, I think adventure is so much bigger than that. Like you can adventure in the kitchen with cooking. Um, I, my family is full of artists. Like you can adventure through art. You can adventure. If you live in the city, you can go and adventure to museums and food halls and experience different kinds of cultures and um, through their food. And A big one is adventuring through books. Uh, I grew up with a mom who is not a huge outdoors person unless she's working in her garden, but she's not a, she never was a huge fan of camping or of hiking for a variety of reasons, but, but we adventured through books. She is a phenomenal reader, taught me to love books. And so we adventured through books together. And so I try to include all those things in the book because I really want kids and parents to broaden their definition of what adventure is so that they don't feel discounted because there are lots of things that could keep us from adventure. If we have such a narrow definition, you know, perhaps finances or um, perhaps physically people can't do outdoor adventures or you don't have the, you know, a car to get to a far off place or whatever the reasons, even seasons. Like if you live somewhere where it gets really hot in the summer, you're like, well, we're not going camping in the summer because we'll melt and nobody wants to be outside. So understanding the limitations that exist and saying, Hey, guess what? Those limitations don't have to slow you down. You don't have to be discounted from being an adventurer because of your limitations. Instead, let's broaden our definition of what adventure is. Yes. When I read that in your book, the first one, I was like, Oh, like it was like, I could breathe a little bit because Mm -hmm. whenever I first started thinking about adventuring with our kids, I loved it, but I was like, okay, I'm going to have to pack, you know, their backpacks and we're going to have to find the right hiking place. And is it safe? I don't know. Should we go? And then it was just all of these things. And when you said that, I was like, you know, there's going to be some times where I'm totally up for that and we're going to go. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be times where I want to sit down and we're going to read a book and we're going to learn about a different world through a book. And that could yeah. be adventuring too. And so that was just, I don't know, it was just a relief to read that because I really hadn't thought about it at that point. And no one had really explained it to me at that point either when I read it. So it was really refreshing to read. Yeah. Our culture, especially because of social media, we've grown so used to comparing ourselves, and we're used to seeing people doing these incredible things and going to incredible places and what it can do, whether whether consciously or subconsciously, we compare ourselves and we're like, well, you know, I'm not taking my family to Iceland to climb a glacier. So therefore we are not adventurous. And, Mm -hmm. um, that's just not true because 
yes, I would love to take my family to Iceland and climb a glacier. But um, if that day never comes, that's okay. We are still adventurous. We're just doing it in different ways. Thanks so much for joining us today. And please join us for part two of this podcast, where we will continue talking about Greta's new book and more fun adventuring ideas with your family. We'll be chatting about the rewards that come with stepping outside of your comfort zone, along with discussing what adventuring can look like with your teens. Have a wonderful day and be light.